Hey guys, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. And you can also find us on iHeartRadio. That's the website, iHeartRadio.com, or download the mobile app and search Brunch Culture. And let's get into the show. Brunch Culture. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what Brunch Culture is about. About. Brunch Culture. Brunch Culture. We are gathered here today for Lisa's song of the day. <laughs> well, I can't even sing after that. That's You're supposed it. to jump into it and start start with your song. That was it? I yeah. Think. Well, you know, in the words of my dog, my wolf, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. They're trying to take me wave from this with this kid. Pray for me. Reading? (laughs) Yes. I didn't want to get the lyrics wrong like last week. So I felt like I should read. But it didn't sound authentic. It didn't sound authentic at all. Not at all. I got girls in real life trying to my day. I got with my family too. It's too many curse words. So I got to bleep myself. (laughs) It's like I'm radio editing. You know, it's hard. Y'all, anyways, drinking Meek Mills, that, you know, Meek Mills, I don't know one song he sings. I just heard of him because he started dating Nicki Minaj. We you know Meek Mills. Welcome to my house party, party. No, I Welcome never got that far. Party. I never got that far. He uh, not mainstream enough. See, I listen to mainstream Aubrey. rap. You listen to Aubrey. Aubrey, Drake, Graham. Okay. He's mainstream. I feel it's, it's it's a lot of, you know, it's he just he's the shade rapper. You know, he has a lot of shade in his lyrics. You know, he has a lot of emotion. He just goes up and down. And I, I emo. Think- no, so real talk though. Then this is a true story. So one of my coworkers, she was like, "You get all Drake on me," and I was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" She was like, "You you you be getting re- real emo sometimes." So that's what people, that's what Aubrey is. Aubrey is emo. Emo? I've never heard that. You never heard emo? Emo. Emo makes me think of emoji. Um, uh, wh- Who started yeah. this? This is like, people have been saying emo for years. Oh, You've well, never heard of not emo? the people around me. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Aubrey don't say it. <laughs> Maybe in Toronto, Canada, where he was from, born October 24th, 1986. I don't know this off the top of the dome. I'm just listening, looking, not listening, looking at his Wikipedia page right now to Sandy and Dennis Graham. Um, Maybe in Toronto, Canada, this is an Aubrey and Sandy. Those are great names. Listen, we're not going to do this to Drake. (laughs) Meek is already doing enough. He's trying to make himself relevant. He got you know one what? one number one album. Drake is killing the game, and he's mad, and he want to say Drake don't write his own lyrics. Reality. In all, in all fairness, I think he is though. Like I, Meek Mill, I was watching his uh, interview on the Breakfast Club, and 
you you got to give him like he has been selling like he's in a time where people aren't really selling records like he has consistently been selling records shout out to him with his number one album but i kind of feel like this whole coming out coming coming out like going in on drake i feel like it was a I, I kind of feel like it's a publicity stunt, you know? I feel like he's trying to learn. He's learning to work social media. And I honestly, low-key, a lot of people keep saying they don't know why he will do it when he's dating Nikki and Nikki, Nikki and Drake are cool. But I think this might be something that, you know, Nick put him up on. Like, hey, you want to get the people talking? Say something crazy. Maybe not. She did probably didn't tell him to say something about Drake. But I think it's one of those things of like, hey, you want to get them talking? Get on social media. Make it happen. Well, I, I don't know. I just, it just seems weird to me, honestly, because I don't, I still, even when you tell me the names of the songs, I don't know them. You know the song, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. You know that song? No. It's like, it's other words that I ain't going to say, but. I, I, I don't know it. I'm trying to tell you, he's not relevant to my idea of mainstream. If you're not if you're not mainstream, if they don't play your music on white radio, I haven't heard it. Not that I listen to that's white sad. radio, but that's, that's just... really sad. And this is where Lisa is in terms of our culture. <laughs> she only gets it if it's on No, because I listen Caucasian to radio. No, when I listen to rap and I listen to hip hop and, and R and B, I listen to old stuff. So when when I do hear new stuff, it's like the pop new stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to... So you like an Iggy Azalea? No, I'm not saying that I like the people on white radio. The point I'm making (laughs) is that if it's not mainstream, if it hasn't crossed over, I probably haven't heard it. Because I don't listen to rap just like, oh, I'm going to pick up the latest rap album. And, you know, like the first time I did that in a while was when I went and got, um, what's that dude? That's from Compton. That's real popular right now. Kendrick Lamar. I got his album and people was like <laughs> people was like I'm sorry. I gotta laugh at the fact that you don't know who Kendrick Lamar I know Lamar him. Is. I have the I have the album. <laughs> where they like making like uh faces in front of the White House. I got the album. Butterfly, is it something? He is some it's a song on that by the butterfly. It's a pimple it's a butterfly. butterfly. That's the album title. <laughs> Yeah. Again, I bought the album because Twitter this terrible. was telling me that it was amazing. I got it. It was too deep in rap for me. Um, it was too deep in rap. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was not pop enough. Like I need catchy. I need. I need to sing along. If ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Black Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> So like when I get like I, that's why I only buy singles. If it's not on the radio, I probably haven't heard it. Albums matter. Prince told us that on what was the award show was that? Was that the matter. I'm just saying I you buy singles. <laughs> you say I ain't saying look, I ain't saying that they don't. I just get the singles. I feel you though, but and Meek hasn't had a song that it was catchy enough. Now I do see Kevin Hart dancing. I guess him and Meek are friends because they're both from Philly. I do see him dancing a lot when he make those videos that he put on Instagram. And I realize that some of those are Meek Mill songs. I still don't recognize them. You still don't. But once he, you know, once once I hear something catchy, I know he has a song with Nicki. And I only hear yeah. the songs she has that are on radio, like Feeling Myself. 
and Dang. and uh, what's that song she has with Drake? Moment for Life, and the song she got with Chris Brown. I like that one. That's pretty old. What's the one with Chris Brown? Her and Chris Brown. That's on his album. I don't know. See, I'm a Chris Brown fan, and I don't know. I only know the songs that come on the radio. <laughs> How do you call yourself a fan if you only? You know, it's okay. But it, if it let it be somebody like Life Jennings. Usher, well, no, I ain't bought an Usher album since Confessions. Um, wow, that's pretty bad. Cause he Usher we fell like, off after Confessions, and we all know that. You think? No, I bought I that know. Wale, like Wale with Usher. That was good, but I won't buy a Wale album because he too. That's too rappy for me. No, I was gonna say no. Wale is good. I I like. I have. I didn't get his last album, but I got every other album of Wale's. Like he's. Why well, is that dude? I like J. Cole's singles. Um. <laughs> so moving forward, um, as we scroll along in this conversation. Uh, <laughs> I like the plan words there. Yeah, we're going to scroll along. So something tragic really happened yesterday. The Lafayette shooting um, is in Lafayette, Louisiana. It was in a movie theater, right? Yeah, that was I, I was out you know, kicking it with some some um, frat last night, and I heard about it, and I actually thought they were talking about Lafayette in D.C., and I was just like, man, it's, it's one of those things that kind of make you, it just makes you think, like, wait, people really aren't, things are just crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Movie theaters, the fact that it happened once in a the movie theater, but hearing that it happened again in a the movie theater, it's kind of like, man, come on, like, people just trying to have a, a good time. They just want to watch a movie. Yeah, he killed two people, I'm, and and then his kill himself, yeah. right? Yeah. The set, the, the so my my a friend of mine texted me and was like she needed to vent today. Um, and I got a text back. Dang, I forgot. But <laughs> no, friend because I was work. at work and I started. No, I I was at work and I started this thing of cutting my phone off so I can be productive. So that's why I didn't respond. But I got the text when I turned my phone off, but I turned it right back off. But anyway, she was just like she needed to vent because it's. The, the whole, like, the way that the media is talking about this guy and saying, like, you know, he was ill, he's mentally ill, and it's so sad, and, you know, he needed help, and she was just like, it's just so frustrating when you see people that they go out and they kill people and they harm people, and the media takes them and, and says, like, and tries to make you feel sorry for them, but then you'll have a person that's a victim or that has been killed or that's died, and people will start talking about how bad they are and, oh, they were troubled and, you know, they shouldn't have done this. And it's just, you know, it's that that whole conversation, which is very sad, but very true and necessary to have. Yeah, so our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to um, the families of the victims. Um, yeah. This is another tragic thing, and you don't want to be scared from going out. And it's 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 sad that a lot of people are like, uh, mm, I watch, I'll wait. Right, <laughs> and, and but the and it's so unfortunate, but it's it kind of seems like it's getting to a point where that thing will become that type of thing, will, that type of idea will become common. Like you know what, I'm just gonna chill out. I'll, I'm good. Like big crowds, I I ain't gonna even lie. Even going down to see the fireworks for the Fourth of July, I was a little nervous. Like I drove. I told my friends, I was like, hey, I'm driving. So if y'all go metro, I'll see y'all there. But yeah, I'm not hopping on the metro. Just not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, it's kind of like it's discouraging when things like this happen. So, 
In other news on the scroll, Nikki Minaj. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. We talked about her boyfriend, which is not a real celebrity. But um we have That's so Meek Mills is a real celebrity. He's Nicki Minaj's boyfriend. That's so wrong. You know, he he actually talked about that on his Breakfast Club interview. People saying, like, he's popping. Now his album went number one because he's dating Nicki Minaj. Which I'm not going to lie and say, I don't think that's the reason that he's sold. But, I, I mean, you can't argue that it had something to do with it. Like, that's I think that's what's taking him more mainstream is the fact that Nicki Minaj is very mainstream, and it's like you're associated with her, so people's kind of like, well, who this guy? Who this this guy that make trap well, music? Well, once he's on the VMAs, we can say he's mainstream. He was really just on the BT Awards. Um, trap music coming up now. I'm telling you, you you already got gospel artists making trap music songs. So, yeah. shout out to Eric Campbell. I love God. You don't love him? What's wrong with you? I love my love him. So Nicki Minaj and and Taylor Swift, um, <laughs> they have. Their whole little Twitter thing. Did you follow that? Their whole little beef. Yeah, little, I saw you know it what? on Yahoo News. Music news. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it a beef because I think that is. I think it's really, really unfair. Um, I found out about it. One of my friends mentioned it to me, like I, maybe a few hours after. I guess after it became popular, and I did. Like I went to. I always go to directly to people's Twitter's page, and I went to Nicki Minaj's Twitter page, and I started seeing the things that she was retweeting and seeing the stuff that she was saying. And then I found an article about it. Yeah. So anyway, but the 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 crazy thing is, um, Ryan Seacrest ended up saying something like Nicki Minaj was like bullying, or not. He didn't say bullying, but he was like, you know, she went off on Taylor Swift, or but she didn't mention um, her name at all that here's the thing right and so even when people say that it's a beef between Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift I think it's so unfair because I'm like but there was no beef Nicki Minaj never said anything like Taylor Swift needs to be the aggressor and so Nicki Minaj actually pointed out the fact in the tweet that isn't it interesting that I never said anything she actually commented on something I posted I wasn't even talking about her she commented on something that I posted I respond to her comment and basically saying like, hey, I love you. I don't understand why you why you're saying this or why you you even thought that this would be about you. I'm talking about you. And then it becomes Nicki Minaj is bullying Taylor Swift. Well, why the rapper got to be bullying somebody like she wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody was the aggressor in that, if it, it was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was in the wrong. But everything was kind of portrayed as if like, oh, well, Taylor Swift you know, Nikki just responded to her. Taylor Swift was just trying to like be mindful and bring her all this bull. It was it it was all bull crap. I feel like Nikki kind of I'm always a little I feel like people should be very careful when they use when they say that something is because they're black. And it's so unfortunate because honestly the reality of it is is she Anaconda probably didn't make video of the year because yeah, like it might be too much, right? <laughs> to actually win. Like, I mean, too much for them and their crowd. It really may be, and it may very well be because it's too much of a butt from a black woman. That, you know, it may be like a real thing. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, Nikki, you got nominated for three other awards because people don't, people always want to brush off the, oh, black people always using the black card. Black people always using the black card. I'm kind of like, you know, let's pick and choose our battles. Let's call them out without saying that. 
Because if you say that, then people always just want to throw up the fact that, oh, here's another black person that's just using the quote unquote race card, which is another thing that annoys me. Yeah. And I think, uh, and Nikki pointed out too, that the media, how the media tries to put celebrities against each other. Yeah. And um, I think they just use this as an opportunity and probably sent Taylor something like, look at this, Nikki. And <laughs> I mean, look at this, Taylor, and kind of to incite something. And that's unfortunate. But that's the media where we live in. And that's why we have brunch culture to bring some positivity and thought to the norm let's just be happy because i'm happy clap alone i haven't heard that in a while i saw it today i follow uh, candy on um instagram and she posted a video of her and her husband um singing a song for like karaoke or something like that when you just sung that it seemed like you hit the right notes how do you do that (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure it's something that we can teach, Lisa. Maybe we'll just keep praying about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep you lifted up in prayer. <laughs> Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Anytime I think about uh, um, the the WWE or WWF, whatever it is, I always think of the rock. But right now we're about to talk about Hulk Hogan. But I just... I can't say WWE without thinking, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> that has nothing to do you with it. You said, do you smell? Yeah. That's what it is, right? <laughs> Tell me that's what it is. Because if it's not, I'm really, I feel defeated again. What is it? So you don't want to talk about Hulk Hogan no more? Um, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we saying about Hulk Hogan? He I'm said the N word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm just this just got me. I'm sorry. Um, so Hulk Hogan did say the N word apparently eight years ago. So Hulk Hogan, man, I don't even know. It's if you listen to the audio, did you hear the audio? No, I didn't hear the audio. I just read, Yo, so the, um, read the article. So the audio, he basically, he says, you know, he's in a room with all these dudes and they're using the N word. And he's like, you know, I, I'm, I, I started using it too. I'm saying it to them. And he's like, and then I'm just like, you know, he's like, you know, I say it all the time. Um, I say it anyway. And it's, I think that was the thing for me was like, you know, and this is coming from a person that is, I don't even like the word. I don't use the word myself. I don't like when people use the word towards me. I just don't like it. So I'm not, I'm probably not the best person to ask. You don't uh, like but be like, what's I, up, my ignorant person? No, <laughs> not at all. 
<laughs> but defining the word. His the thing that annoyed me though was his response. He like his whole little. He's apparently had this thing with people.com and he's saying, you know, I I apologize and you know I I made a horrible decision and I shouldn't. Uh, I believe that everybody should be considered and you know people should be feel the way that they want to feel and all this crazy stuff that to me he's only saying because he's being erased and people taking all this stuff from him i he says like um this is not who i am i believe very strongly that every person in the world is important and should not be treated differently based on race gender orientation religious beliefs or otherwise bs and not to say that people can't change not to say that people can't grow but honestly this is your response based on people knowing about it and not only people knowing about it, but there being consequences for your actions that basically take away your legacy or, t- or, or take a, a piece away of your legacy. Like that's the only reason that you have this statement. So that's the thing for me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, bro, you probably could just save it. Like screw the formalities, you know, just, Hey, be you. That's what you believe. That's what you like. Stay, stay true to it. <laughs> well, it's time to move to our. I was waiting on the song. You, you, I tell you, you have to tell me about this stuff. We, we look here. We went through a whole. We don't put together a whole entire format and program for the show, and then you be popping up with these songs, and I don't know about it. You gotta tell me, man. Main dish. My main dish. That's still. I'm going with that. I had it two weeks ago. It's still in my soul. That's still it. Okay. Well, we gonna we gonna roll with it. It's still deep down in my soul. I feel it. What's some? You said deep down in my soul, and it, it reminded me of an old school hymn. But I ain't gonna sing it. Down in my soul. The Lord's been good. I don't even think that's the lyrics of that. Never mind. <laughs> Just gonna have you. You know what? I'm gonna put you on um, the hand praising ministry. That's why I have. No, like, I can't I do that. I can't that. do that, dude, because I don't have rhythm. Oh, geez, rhythm. I can't handle. But that's praise. why you know what? You just that's why you preach. <laughs> it's okay. Don't even you just sit down. And when everybody else done, you just stand up and give them the word. That's what it. That's your ministry. <laughs> so ministry of anti worship. Go ahead. This week, everybody knows about it, and we are going to talk about it. The death, the mysterious—I don't even—I don't want to call it. Well, no, it is mysterious death, crazy situation altogether with Sandra Bland. Hashtag Sandra speaks. Hashtag what happened to Sandra. Hashtag Sandra Bland. Hashtag say her name. Is that a hashtag for mm-hmm. real? Yeah, that's really oh. popular on um, social media. Say her name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this whole thing is, um, yeah, it's rough. I watched the video. The video is, it's rough. You know, so many other, everybody, of course, has an opinion about it. I have not mentioned or said anything about it at all um and it's one of those one of those things i'm kind of finding myself being a little more reluctant to say stuff because 
I get, I feel like I get so emotionally involved and it just becomes, it's so tough to hear people say like ignorant things or people to just say things like, oh, well, it's her fault. I, when I first heard about, well, that actually I heard about the story for a little while, but I was following, I followed this one page on Instagram and there was somebody on there that was basically saying that, you know, if a police officer tells you to do something, you just do it. Even if they're aggressive, then you just follow suit you know, she asked for, she probably didn't ask to die, but she asked to be, to have her face slammed on the ground. And she asked for, she asked to be arrested when she started getting aggressive back with the police officer. Wow. And just hearing stuff like that for me, it's, it, it, I was like, you know, I'm just going to have to, you know, if it's somebody that's level-headed that I can have a conversation with, then we'll talk about it. Um, if it's on the show, I can talk about it, but Getting on social media with these crazy behind trolls and people that literally just have no, I promise, don't seem like they have a bit of a productive thought in their head. I just, I, I can't do it. Yeah. And I think there's this whole thing of people, she's it, clearly in the video, they're asking her to get out. She says, I basically, why am I getting out the car? As a person who knows, she obviously knows her rights. There's no legitimate reason that I could see for her to, for him to even ask her to get out the car. And right. then when she's, um, you know, you know, making her claim, he gets aggressive. And it's kind of like, what are rights for if you can't exercise? Exactly. So there's this one guy on, uh, there was a, a, like a pundit that was on CNN and he said that, you know, if the officer feels that there is a reason um, for if there's a reason for him to him to make her get out of the car, i.e. I. she she could have she would have had something that could have threatened him. Um, then he, he does have the, the right to do so. And I'm just kind of like he asked her. He asked her. Right. He didn't tell her, but he asked her if she would put her cigarette out. It's her car. She owns it. She doesn't have to. So if you ask the ask a question and you get no as the answer, guess what you got to do? Accept no as the answer and keep it moving. Like this whole idea that a police officer just has all power and authority during a traffic stop. Like what the heck? Put your cigarette out in your car. Your cigarette's doing nothing to me. It's not illegal for me to smoke my cigarette in my car at all. But that causes you to get aggressive because I tell you no. Oh, then you get annoyed and that gives you the right to open my car door. That gives you the right to tell me that you're going to pull me out. That gives you the right to pull out your taser and tell me that you're going to light me up. What? It just, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, and I don't think... I think that she is saying, you know, in the video, I'm glad this is being recorded. I can't wait to, you know, we go to court because she understands that her rights are being violated. You know what I'm saying? Even when you look at, listen to her voicemail to her friend, like, I don't even know how me changing lanes got to all of this. You know what I'm saying? It points to the fact that she's like, I don't even know why they did this. Like, it makes no sense. Like, she's just right. as puzzled in the situation as we are puzzled watching it. And for people to say, oh, she does, she 
should have been respectful to the police or she should have you know acted differently i think she acted appropriately for the circumstance you know right and i I think so because i feel like people are trying to this whole idea of like trying to assign fault who was at fault right was it her was it uh sandra bland or was it police officer and I think that if you sit down and you look at it and you you listen to it over and over again and you say, well, you know what? She didn't have to say this or she didn't have to say it that way. Or when he asked her, what's up? The the one one pundit said that, you know, she came off aggressively or irritated because she told him, well, you're here. You just need to do your job. But that's true. <laughs> like there doesn't really need to be any type of major discourse if you're going to write her a ticket, write her a ticket so she can get on with her life and move on. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there really is no need for anything other than, hey, I stopped you. I need your license and registration. I stopped you because you changed lanes without turning on a turn signal. That's why I stopped you. Let me get your license, your driver's license and registration. I go back. I run it. Hey, here's your ticket. You have a nice day, right? That's 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 all that it needs to be. We don't need to have this whole like, oh, well, she shouldn't have been a no. She shouldn't have just said she shouldn't have said anything. She shouldn't have told him like she told him, yo, write the ticket. If that's what you're going to do, do your job. You're here to do your job. I did something illegal. OK, do you do what you need to do? There needs to be nothing else. Yeah. Right. And so I think when you think about that. When I think about that and people try to assign blame to her, nobody is ever saying it. I'm never the person to say that, oh, you know, this person was a perfect angel and they were just, no, this person was a normal human being that if they're being inconvenient, if they're being stopped by the police, it's inconvenient. It's annoying, right? Like in that moment, she said how she felt. She didn't jump down his throat. She didn't raise her voice at him. She just said, okay, if you're going to write the ticket, like write it. And that's a, I feel like that's a normal response. It, it's just so frustrating when you hear people trying to assign blame to Sandra Bland. It becomes, oh, well, she should have did this better or she, she didn't have to do this. And why did she do this? And it's just like, yo, chill out. Like, she's a human being. If you were in that situation, you probably would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would, you would be like, well, why am I getting arrested? And I noticed, like... I don't know if you ever see sometimes like the difference between Caucasians and black people, um, put, getting pulled over and the white, uh, I've seen Caucasians on just outside kind of talking to the police. And then when you see black people get pulled over, they look, they inside like scared. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Um, I mean, I just know for myself, I know from my own experience, like it's not ever something that I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm excited about. No, it's, it's nerve wracking as heck. Like, because you really don't know, right? At any point in time, this person can tell you that you're wrong and everybody believes them or thinks that you're, they're right just because they're a police officer. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And so there's a fear there. So I don't think that she, she's basically exercising the rights that I think anybody else that knows their rights will exercise. And she's entitled to that. And I think that if we're going to assign blame or fault, it should be to the police officer for pulling her over. Um, Well, for just 
doing being extra for escalate yeah for escalating it's for honestly for escalating the situation like that's that's where that's where the issue becomes if you become aggressive and annoyed cnn actually had had this video and they were the way that the video um is like narrated i feel like it's kind of really good because it shows like the moment where the situation became escalated right and the situation becomes escalated after he asked her to put out the cigarette and she refused to do it and then it's like he got annoyed and that 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 confrontation and that tension started at that moment because the police officer is annoyed and that's the thing that it just if it's so it when people try to assign the blame to Sandra Bland, it's just kind of like, well, hold on, wait a minute, check this out, right? Like, he asked her a question. She said no. I imagine that had she said yes, he probably wouldn't have been annoyed. But the fact that he asked her a question, he didn't he didn't tell her to do anything. He didn't say, and it was, it, there's a video of her sister also, you know, making that point. Hey, he didn't tell her to put out her cigarette. He asked her and she said, no, she doesn't have to, which she doesn't. She don't have to. So if she doesn't, you just have to move on, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Write a ticket for $300, but move on. That's That gives you no right to arrest her because she told you she would not put out her cigarette in her car. It's crazy. Yeah, and I don't think there's, like you said, there's no law saying you have to put out your cigarette. <laughs> like, I just, I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I guess it would, but we, would, would it be similar to, like, the cop coming to your car and saying, can you please turn your music down while they're trying to write you a ticket? I don't necessarily know that. But that's still not a I, law. Yeah, that's that's it's not a law. Now, I don't I don't even I wouldn't probably even qualify that as the same thing. Perhaps like you can say, oh, the music is preventing me from hearing you or something if it's like extremely loud. But I mean, hey, I'm smoking a cigarette, right? The windows are down. You're outside. You don't like it. Get in your car and drive off. It's real simple. <laughs> like, And he's not, you know, like I, you say, he's not telling her anything. He's acting here. Is is I don't know. It's, just, it's crazy. But the. When I th- when I think about this, the whole media coverage um, and how things are starting to how stories are starting to play is just really interesting. My friend I told you text me earlier and pointed out, you know, the fact that so the guy from last night, we're talking about him for the Lafayette shooter. We're talking about him being myth- mentally ill and, you know, how he needs help. And all of this stuff may be very true, but it's just kind of frustrating when you hear people say things like, oh, well, Sandra Bland was already contemplating suicide you know she was being very aggressive there's almost like there's always an attack on in these situations when it is a black person there's an attack on their character and what they could have should have done better but when you have other people that are blatantly he went into the movie theater to kill people and actually killed people but then mainstream media starts to say Oh, well, he was so ill and so sick. Well, that could be very true, but he's also a murderer, right? (laughs) He's also uh, a domestic terrorist. Let's call him those names as well. And then let's address the fact that, hey, there's a problem. Like, I feel like there's just not a balanced, a balance, a balance in how we talk about these people. And Although I try not to, what what else can you associate these things to? What makes them different? Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think that one of the things that Black Twitter and the just people on Twitter are 
are helping change the helping like change the media in a sense because they're calling out these things and it's forcing the media to if not change the way they're doing it all together they're forced to even talk about the fact that they're being called out by twitter you know yep. all, all the time you'll hear when these things happen Don Lennon or whoever will uh, quote something from Twitter or people are saying on Twitter or on social media that we're kind of not covering this um, in a balanced way. And so it's kind of like we keep pushing back on social media and it's making the big news outlets have to even uh, have to recognize, okay, people are trying to call us out about this. So they got to kind of try to cover their behinds in a sense. But the more we do it, I think it's kind of going to it's going to slowly change. But it's 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 amazing just to see the power of social media. The fact that people posting about it is really having an impact on how they report the news. Yeah, I have more on that for my roast today. (laughs) Sandra Bland, honestly, if if social media didn't exist, Sandra Bland's life, this us looking into the situation wouldn't happen. Yep. Unfortunately, probably not at all. It would just be another incident situation that had her family would probably have to just figure it out or not figure it out and just try to cope with it, pray about it and move on. Yeah. But that speaks to people. Yeah. Just pray about it and keep it moving. That's, if I hear that again, I'm going to slap you. So that speaks to the power um, of the new activism. So people who say, you know, social media is just for people who are venting their feelings and it has no power. You really need to do something. Well, you on social media, it's, it's influencing the media because the media knows social media is the way people receive news right now. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a very powerful tool if you use it right. Well, if you use it wrong, it's still powerful, but it could be very helpful if you use it right. Truth. So one of the things I I just want to shout out to her family, to her her sister. I saw a couple of videos of her sister being interviewed. And number one, I I truly admire the strength uh, to be able to talk about and to express the strength that it takes for her to be able to talk about you know, the the death of her sister and talk about the issue that she has and her family has and the world has with this video of the interaction and the arrest with her and the cop. But to do it in a way where she's not popping off and going off and cursing people out. I'm not saying that that those things that's that's bad. That's honestly a response that I, I know a lot of people would have. And I think that's their do that right, right? Because you you lost a loved one. But to be able to grieve and to mourn and to be able to stand in front of these cameras and these reporters that have all these questions and are probably baiting you like crazy and to be able to to speak in a way that everybody can understand um, in terms of you, uh, you specifically stating how you feel, right? And how this makes me feel. I'm I'm infuriated and everyone should be infuriated. But you say it in a way that is so calm that one would not one without knowing what the word means. Right. One would not be able to get that sense like you just aren't going off. And I just I don't know. It's one of those things that I feel like, you know what, I hope 
people that are naysayers, people that don't support, people that don't get it, they're able to look at her and to connect with her and say, you know what? She is just a regular woman, Mm -hmm. just like I'm a regular woman and she can she is she has a loss and she's got up here and she's spoken about you know how her frustrations and how she feels and i'm not just writing her off for being angry right i can listen to what she has to say and she's delivering it to me in a way that i'm like oh wow maybe i should listen to what she's saying and not just write her off because she's being so upset so i just say shout out to the to the family because i'm quite sure that that's a hard thing and even i don't even know if i would be able to stand up there and talk like that and yeah it'd just be rough yeah so shout out to her family because i know this is a tough time and you know doing this with all this public attention just probably makes grieving like you said hard more hard more difficult than it already is so um we definitely want to get some answers and i think we should keep you know digging to find out you know what really is the whose fault is it really and whether it is a real suicide or not, or is this like a cover-up? And I'm praying that the Justice Department gets involved and to really get to the bottom of this, because I'm I honestly don't trust the local authorities in this case. So, truth. Until now, we are gonna shift gears into our toast or roast. So I'm going to take the reins and go first on this just because I have a roast and Lisa don't like the roast. So I'm going to just roast and y'all can just think I'm crazy. Uh, My roast this week is kind of about, you know what? I kind of feel like I've already done this before, but I don't know. So it's about this whole all lives matters and people that keep talking about all lives matter and people that have an issue with black lives matter right or even situations like this so i'm talking to um someone dang i feel like this is kind of like identifying information uh so i'm talking to someone and they're telling me a story about a friend of theirs that wraps it up and they're basically saying that you know their friend were their friend said the whole reason that anybody's caring about this sandra bland thing is because the cop is white you know there's black on black crime And we just need to, we don't say nothing about black on black crime. So why are we saying something about white on black crime? And you're making the situation worse than what it is. Over the span of so many years, there's only been like three or four people and just kind of all of this ignorant stuff, right? And it's so crazy because I'm sitting here like, yo, you people (laughs) really frustrate the heck out of me because what you're saying makes absolutely positively no sense no one is saying that i support black on black crime right that is an issue that needs to be addressed but that doesn't mean that we don't need to address the injustice of a police officer or a person of authority against a black citizen right that that's a problem and that's a problem that people are galvanizing themselves around now and they're trying to tackle allow those people to do that if you're concerned with black on black crime then you use your voice to speak about black on black crime and to get out there and to stop or to mentor people or to work with groups that are organizing to stop that from happening to get guns off the street you do that we don't say and i say this all the time 
We don't say Americans kill Americans, so let ISIS come and kill us. We don't say that. Why? Because it's a problem. It's a problem if somebody comes in to get you or somebody's coming after you, just like it's a problem if you're trying to go get somebody else. So I agree with you, right? Black lives, <clears throat> black on black crime is a problem, but this is a problem as well. And another thing that just frustrates me with this whole, <laughs> this whole stupid thing is your public dollars, public funds are going to pay for the salaries of these police officers, right? You have a say, or you should have a say in to the police chief that, hey, you need to be getting some good people and making sure that this small group, this small subset of uh, officers that are corrupt and that don't care about nobody, you need to make sure that you're taking care of those people. I, I'm paying for this. My taxpayer, my public dollars are paying for this, right? So guess what? I can I can have a say so. This needs to happen. The difference between black on black crime and the difference in, in uh, a police officer and a black person, uh, the, a police officer, I can't even talk, killing, the, killing a black person is these people are trained professionals. They're trained to de-escalate a situation and to neutralize it when it's necessary. These are instances when that's not necessary. It wasn't necessary for him to arrest her. It wasn't necessary for him to pull her out of the car. It wasn't necessary for him to take his taser and say, I'm going to light you up. It wasn't necessary for him to slam her face on the ground. None of this stuff was necessary. So if you're telling me that these are the same things, it's not the same thing because the black person that's killing the other black person they aren't black people. Oftentimes you see these in places where there's lack of resources, there's lack of education, there is lack of jobs. That's where that happens. Your taxpayer dollars aren't going to these people to train them. They're not going through training courses to protect and serve, but that's what this police officer is doing. So the reason that I'm so pissed off, the reason that I'm so mad at this police officer doing this is because I'm paying you. We are paying you to keep us all safe, right? All lives should matter to you. That includes black lives. So when you see a black person and you see a white person or Asian person or Hispanic person or a blue person or a green person, your response to them all should be the same. You should not treat one person with more hostility because she's a black woman. We shouldn't see that. The way that you handle her and engage her should be the same way that you would handle, handle your daughter. But I guarantee you, he wouldn't take his daughter and slam her face on the ground. So when you say that, oh, black on black crimes happen or we're not, we're just hearing this because it's a racial thing, realize that it's deeper than that. It may be that that to you and that's why you don't get it. And so that's why you're making these dumb statements because you don't get it. But <laughs> that's my roast for the week. Did I you just, get it all out? Yo, look, I got more to go, but I'm realizing I'm, I've been talking for a minute. So I'm going to shut up, but it's just it frustrates me to hear people say this stuff because I'm like, you guys aren't even thinking, use your brain. Like I'm going to hold a person that has gone through training that is supposed to be here, that has a job and a duty that signed up to do this. I'm going to hold them to the same standard as somebody that's oftentimes has a record, don't have a job and is uneducated. What? In what realm, in what place in life do we ever do that? We don't. 
right? With great power comes great responsibility. People say it all the time. We quoted it. It was in a Spider-Man movie, right? Mm -hmm. People say that and believe that all the time. You believe. That's why we look at our politicians and we say that, oh, you know, if you cheat on your wife or cheat on your husband or you're doing something shady, we want to get you out of office because we no longer believe in you and you, you aren't you know, upholding your, 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 your duties and your responsibilities. You're not doing what you signed up for. It's the same situation, right? We're looking at these police officers and we're saying, Hey, you have a job. You signed up for this job. We believed in you to do your job. We're seeing that you're not doing your job. Now we're telling the system, our justice system and our political figures that they need to put pressure and get you out of there. You need to suffer the consequences of your actions because that is not right. I'm holding you to the same standard as I would hold someone else to and somebody that does not have the power and the resources that you have. I'm going to look at them and say, hey, you need to get yourself together, but I'm not going to hold them to the same standard that I would hold you. Why? Because. They don't have what you have. They haven't been where you've been. Now they can get there. Yes. Are they wrong? Absolutely. Is it wrong? Yeah. Should we care about black on black crime? Absolutely. I don't think anybody that's saying black lives matter will tell you that, oh, it's cool that black people go kill each other. Nobody's going to say that. Right. But you have to understand. And that being your argument against it's stupid, it's flawed and you sound real stupid. And I'm done. And that's Randall's rant. Randall's roast. It's two R's. But I feel you though. I it, it frustrates me too because it's just like really, especially when black people do it, you know. But again, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but we are not entitled to our own facts. And the fact is, black lives are being taken by police brutality, and that's why we have to have it as a hashtag. Um, I want to toast, um, this isn't as, I feel like this is not going to be as profound as Randall's. I feel like I'm just, we're going from socially conscious to just random. Um, (laughs) I want to toast to Suits. I feel like Suits is one of the greatest shows out right now. Um, it's really helping me get through the summer in light of the fact that scandal how to get away with murder are going but i feel like to me suits is a better show because it, it focuses on um a lot that happens in the law firm i'm not a lawyer but it's very intriguing um and it's no scandal it's not really like it's just not i don't it's not like raunchy just like randomly yeah. just people just having sex randomly it actually to me it has a really good storyline and it just I shout out to Harvey Spectra. Um I don't know his real name. I follow him on Twitter. He's married. <laughs> I was, that took away the hope that we could be together. <laughs> I found that out this week. But um and shout out to Jessica. I'm team Jessica. I feel like she's greater than Olivia Pope. She's she handles things and she's a boss but without the scandal. And you know, um you know, I I think Olivia Pope is great, but if I could get Olivia without all the scandal going on in her life, that would be great. Just be a boss without sleeping with everybody. And so that's why I like Jessica because she's a boss and she's not sleeping with everybody. And you know, I, I value that. Um, so that's my, my toast to suits. 
trying to get Randall Toast on to Suits. trying to get Randall back on it. He's seen it. It's too many. Look, I watched like three episodes. I think it's a great show, but once I realized that it was like three, I saw it when it was like three episodes. I don't know how many. I mean, three seasons or two seasons or something. I, I'm never going to catch up on that. So, yeah, Suits, it sounds great. And, you know, maybe one day when I become an old man, but at this point in time, I got things to do. It ain't going to work. I'm still trying to catch up. I'm trying to. I'm on season five, the current season and season two simultaneously. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. Wow. But I'm, I'm gonna get there. So for this week for our good vibes, we have a good vibes coming to you from none other than Mr. Paul C. Brunson. Um, the it go it's a, it reads start noticing what you like about others and tell them cheer for their victories, be thankful for their blessings, and do it openly. I think this is, I mean, it speaks for itself. Yo, do let people know that they're great. Celebrate people. It don't have to be about you. It can be about other people. And I think, <laughs> honestly, life is better when you make it about someone else and not yourself. And I'm not saying to ignore yourself or to, you know, you know, look, overlook your own victories, but it's just great to be around other people that are doing great things. It's great to celebrate people for just being them, not for being them in terms of what they can do for you, but simply just for being them. I think that's great. And Paul C. Brunson thinks it's great. And so this is your good vibe for the week. So this week, Make sure you celebrate somebody. Yes, please. Because, you know, a lot of people don't know how to get excited for other people. But make sure you're not one of those and make sure you make somebody else's life better by being there to support and help them share it and um, celebrate their victories. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can check out all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can find us on social media at brunch culture on instagram at brunch underscore culture on facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture on itunes by searching brunch culture and some big news this week iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, we are on iHeartRadio, y'all it is so crazy this is a testament to you being consistent you following your dreams if you have an idea Pursue it, work on it, build on it. And yo, we are part of iHeartRadio family. Like, this is dope. Yeah, so check us out on iHeartRadio. Go to the website or the app and search Brunch Culture and listen to us on there too. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you want to be. I think that's a, a slogan for somewhere. But <laughs> remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>